Hello, my lovelies. This is May K. Sang, your podcast guesting strategist and mentor, cat lover, and the proud host of the Quiet Rebels podcast. This is the place for experts on the rise who are finally ready to stop playing small and to start showing up as the leader they've always been. And contrary to what you might think, you don't have to be the loudest person in the room in order to be heard. You've always been the type to see things differently, and you've always chosen another pathway if the one laid out in front of you just doesn't align with your way of life. You're not alone in this. So to help you on your journey, I'm bringing conscious conversations to the table with myself and guest experts who will help you with the inner work that needs to be done in order to make a positive impact on the world with what you do. I see you. And now it's time to hear you, my friend. So please welcome to The Quiet Rebellion. You're listening to The Quiet Rebels podcast, episode number 59. And my lovely, this is a part two of the behind the scenes journey of my recent website rebrand. So at the time of this recording, it's just been a few days since the website had launched and I am over the moon, overflowing with joy and gratitude and oh my god, just feeling all the things. And you know what, I really wanted to capture this excitement about the rebrand literally as it was happening. So <laughs> in this episode, my special guest today is going to be slightly different. It's not really an interview, to be honest. It's a really, it's very much a unscripted, raw conversation between my brand and web designer and I. And what's really awesome about this experience is that you're going to be speaking with me and my bestie, basically, <laughs> because outside of the branding work, we've actually been best friends for the last three years. And of course, it's going to be continuing as well. And so I wanted to bring you along for the journey because do you know what? This rebrand, as I really look back in retrospect, it, there's so many dots that are just connecting now. And I wanted to, you know, give you tickets to the front row to see all the things. And that's why I'm so, so excited to be bringing you this episode today because it truly means the world to me to really have someone so special who's been in my corner since the beginning of starting this particular business. And now we're going to tell you some stories that you probably have never heard about me before <laughs> because she's going to be pulling out some very interesting um, habits and things that I've said over the years. And so if you wanted to ever get to know what a mega thing is really like, then you'll know. And let's just say I'm not all sunshine, rainbows and marshmallows. I... <laughs> <laughs> I have a different side that I haven't really revealed very much, but you know what? We're going to be talking about that in the interview or in the chat. And you know what? I know you're going to love it because why else would you be here? <laughs> Alrighty, so let's get into it. And just so you know, it's a very abrupt beginning, and I didn't feel like I should edit it out because we're trying to practice imperfection here. <laughs> so get ready to literally get straight into it. Three, two, oh, okay, no, there's no three, two, one. <laughs> Hello, my lovely quiet rebels. Oh my God, if you can hear the excitement in my voice is because it's totally legit. Because today is launch day at the time of this recording of my brand new website. And oh my God, I am so, so blessed to be bringing on 
the person who made it all possible. And what's beautiful about this collaboration is that not only did I hire her because she's incredibly brilliant in what she does, but it's also the fact that she's actually one of my very best friends. Oh, so it's just fucking emotional, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so please, lovely rebels, help help me welcome to the virtual stage, Yevgenia Devkoshvili, aka Gigi. So girl, thank you so much for coming back onto the podcast because you were episode number 10, actually. you I remember celebrating like the first double digit like, on the podcast and you're back for such a beautiful moment of celebration. So thank you. Thank you so much, Meke. Actually, I have to say, I'm here for all the big moments. You know, the first episode was the first double digits. Now we are a year past since you launched your podcast, even over a year. And we're back for such an amazing milestone for you. So take a moment to take all of this in. This is a big moment for you. This is a stepping stone. <laughs> I... I think if I take in more moments, I, I, I can feel myself welling up right now. So I may, I may cry, but do you know what? We've, we've shed many tears, good and bad, <laughs> over the course of our that's friendship. <laughs> so I think it's actually, that's pretty perfect. So uh, <laughs> I think you might need to lead this. So. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to the Quiet Rebels podcast. <laughs> I'm here as a co-host this time. <laughs> no, but honestly, I am super psyched to be here. I'm really excited about this episode. And by the way, guys, those who are listening, this is a very unscripted, go-with-the-flow kind of episode because I think the plan here is to talk more about Meke's journey. How did she come to this point? I know she shared a lot about her rebrand in her previous episode, but today we literally launched her new site about three hours ago from the moment of us actually recording this. It's a big moment. I have all the numbers right in front of me, all the people visiting her website right now. She's (laughs) telling me like, oh, there's two people on your spotlight page. There's two people (laughs) on your contact page. And I'm like, Uh, and uh, and talk a little bit more about this transformation because I think not a lot of people actually do this. A lot of people celebrate the launch of their new site, but as you said in her, your previous episode, it's quite a journey to get to here, especially if you're rebranding and the, the process that I took you through, which was not an easy process. Mm. Uh, I think it's important to actually talk about that. So I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. And I just feel that uh, do you know what? All the good things happen in the green room because there's something really profound that I wanted to say, but it's just, I've had a total brain fart. So, <laughs> 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 so I just want to say that everything, everyone who was involved in this rebrand of the website, like Gigi definitely led the charge. Absolutely. But I do want to give a incredible shout out to two other people who have been involved. One absolutely knew she was involved and the other doesn't really realize the impact she's had. So number one, I want to give a shout out to my lovely, amazing friend, Safira Rajan, who's going to be on the podcast next week to kind of like go through um, the process because she was a genius behind my new website copy. And she was able to beautifully articulate my messaging in a way that actually makes sense. And it's not just 
in my own brain. You know, she really pulled out the gems. So big out, big shout out to you there, Zafira. And also I want to give an incredible shout out to my most unsung hero in my life. And that is my amazing partner. Because something I'm really, really excited about with this website is all the things, but also there is this one brand value that is like the core of everything I do and is about being professionally playful. And that's why we have an egg treasure hunt on the <laughs> website. And all of the eggs that you are going to see if you decide to go for the hunt is actually designed by my partner. And actually the day before we launched, she had a look and she was like, oh, like she knows, she knows Gigi. Like she knows that like we went to Gigi's wedding, right? And she was like, "Oh, but I think the eggs are a little bit out of place. They look a bit immature and too cartoony." And then I just felt that, like, not that, not insecurity. That's not the right word. But I can almost feel like it didn't belong there. And then I said to her, "Honey, like, no one knows who you are because I'm." because I'm very aware of, you know, keeping her life private, you know, for her, for, because she's not a part of the online world. But I love that there is such a central piece of her in the digital home that I have on my website. And I just think it's absolutely beautiful how she's helped me to own the fact that I do love anime. I do love Pokemon and cats and all, all the cute things and all of those little eggs. If you decide to go on this hunt, you know, they will reveal a part of me that's both connected to my website, but just who I am as a being. And I don't think she realizes how much she's actually brought that to life. And with Gigi's genius, of course, having it all integrate together. So I just want to give the shout out there to Safira and my amazing partner who will listen to this and she won't tell me that she's listened to this. I know she does. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know you did. <laughs> but yeah, so I just want to start off there. And and I, and I remember that those, uh, when we talked about all the little different interactive experiences that we wanted you visitors to have on your site and I shared about, oh, well, how about we do a little treasure hunt? I remember it was even before I started mocking up Meike's homepage. <laughs> so we didn't even know what her website is going to look like. And she sent me a, a file, an email with a file at about past midnight or something like this she's like here are the eggs I'm like okay <laughs> she got yes. so excited about this and I actually love that there is a part of your partners on in your in your online space on your online home I think that's incredibly important I have something similar with how Alex my husband came up with the name for my studio mm. and it just, when people ask me about what One Six Creative stands for, there isn't like a super exciting story behind the meaning of the name. But the fact that it's something that I call it, well, my husband's brain fart. He calls it a genius brain fart. But, you know, yada, yada. <laughs> uh, I think it's, it's important. It's important to, to have a contribution from the people you love inside mm. inside your world whether it's in your personal life but also in your business life because they are your biggest cheerleaders they're your yeah. biggest supporters if they weren't there to support us to listen to us to 
just um, you know trying to understand what the heck is going on in our heads, <laughs> we wouldn't be where we are today. So I love the little eggs. I remember you even asked me. You were like, "Oh, is this okay? Like, it's okay. We're gonna make it work. We're gonna make it work." <laughs> Which. I love, and I just want to kind of like riff on the fact that with the treasure hunt, I just so remember it was past, okay, me, me and my partner were quite the night owls and that's because of her line of work. And that's because she works at an escape room. So she's like a game master. So if you don't know what an escape room is, it's when you're locked inside a room it's not always one room. Sometimes it can be multiple rooms. There are so many different variations. But the idea is that you're locked in for a certain amount of time. It's normally 60 minutes. And you work with your team like through various puzzles. They can be linear or non-linear. But you work together as a team to kind of like make your, your escape. And so naturally, she has an incredible brain when it comes to like, you know, next steps and creating puzzles. And like for my own birthday, Gigi, I'm not sure if I told you this, but for my 26th birthday, um, she actually did a treasure hunt for me. So there was like a duffel bag um, in my room. And then basically I could see loads of padlocks on it. And so obviously that meant that I'd have to get certain codes. And there was one pocket that was unlocked. And um, of course, that's where you start, right? And then there's like the clue like to unlock one padlock to another. And it was like a new adventure, a new place I need to go to find this next clue. So like that is her genius. And so she helped me to pull out facts about me um, you know, that we can, you know, give the eggs to have a clue to find one another. So the actual mapping of the treasure hunt is also by her. So I just want to give another shout out to you, honey, <laughs> for that. And um, yeah, okay, I think I'm done gushing, but I just, uh, people, people got to know. <laughs> That's right. Again, it's your moment. So do, do what you want. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I would love to talk more about the, well, actually, I'd love to tell our story a little bit mm. and how, because I think in the previous episode, you mentioned we were under the same mentor and we worked together um, for well, inside his team for a bit. And I left, I was the first one, I think, to, to yeah. leave the, the team and kind of really go full on with, with my business. Mm. But I can't remember how, how long after me did you decide to going on um, I remember I I left like the conversation about me leaving was in April 2018 so I'm not quite sure if you remember your date when like you oh. really went full in I think you left about six months prior mm. yeah you definitely left a year before though yeah so we always stayed in touch because like, <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> gotta stay in touch with an amazing human <laughs> but I remember very well the day when that happened for you so mm. I was in Covent Garden actually with my <laughs> with my niece and my nephew and it was one of my first day being with both of them at the same time so it was very stressful <laughs> there, my I mean my nephew was not even a year old, I think. My niece was about three or something. And I was with them. We we're having a day out, sitting in this cafeteria in Covent Garden. Both of them are screaming, crying. And I'm like, oh my God, I have no idea what I'm doing. And everyone is staring at me. And, and you dropped me a text. Hey, hon, do you have time for a chat? And we've been friends for a very long time. But I always know that when, it's, when mm -hmm. you or I send each other something like this, do you have a minute? It means that you know, mm -hmm. you gotta, I really need you basically. <laughs> oh thank so, God, it's not just me who realizes that. <laughs> don't worry, I know it as well. And I love that, um, you know, we've been friends for years now, but the fact that we find the time for each other in 
moments of need like that. And I remember you called me and you were really afraid of going on your own. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that conversation? Of course. I remember where I was. So while you, you were in busy Covent Garden with your niece and nephew, I was pacing up and down in my mum's conservatory. And I was like, I had like, you know, that feeling in your chest where it feels like it's about to burst and it's not necessarily of happiness but it's just kind of like this angst that is like is floating in in your chest and I just couldn't get it out of my system so I think pretty much as soon as you started the call I'm I'm pretty sure at some point I just like broke down crying (laughs) I mean that was the first thing I heard (laughs) (laughs) oh there you go (laughs) the first five minutes of the call I wasn't sure if it was you or my nephews but (laughs) oh yeah it's just oh, this is why you gotta have this besties <laughs> <laughs> important yeah it is and I just remember telling you how afraid I was because suddenly when I worked under this mentor like I complete I was completely off the grid unless it was inside his community and so I felt like an absolute nobody if I were to leave on my own. It felt like being dropped in the middle of nowhere in the online space, having no recollection of where I'm going, where I came from. All I had was just like this digital suitcase of my skills and I didn't know where to go with them. And I remember <laughs> you gave me an unknowing ultimatum. You didn't, you didn't, re- you didn't, re- I don't think you realized it at the time, but for me, it was actually the big deciding factor. So when I told you about going out on my own and actually becoming a copywriter, you were like, Oh, um, you know, I think I know some people who could, you know, work with you, um, because I know how good you are, what you do. And then you even said yourself, like, Oh, actually, I think, um, you know, we'd be able to work together in some capacity. And then I went instantly to my safety net. I was like, like, oh, could we kind of like have that discussion now? <laughs> Basically, because I wanted kind of like a safe exit knowing that I had someone to work with. And you said to me, and I thank the stars that you shared with me that day. You said, I'm not going to work with you until you fully give yourself permission to commit. Like those weren't your exact words, but that's how I've seen your words. That's how I received them. But you basically was like, hey, I want to support you going full time. So but, so I won't support you kind of like going half in, half out. You have to make the decision to take the leap if you want to kind of like really take this on board. Makey puts it in such beautiful words. Knowing myself was probably like, hey, you got to quit or I ain't working with you. I ain't giving you my money. <laughs> okay, that you would never say that ever. Because she knows I'd be like, girl, not cool. But, uh, but obviously the way you say it, this is so much nicer. <laughs> well, you know, that's one of my gifts. But yeah, I, I just remember that and that, actually really gave me the courage to take the leap it's like wait I'm gonna be fine and it's not just because I knew I had an amazing best friend to potentially work with but also just like there is a world beyond everything I've known so far and I think that really describes how many people feel when they're taking a leap in some sort whether it's from their day job into their business for the first time or maybe like me raising my hand, the girl who's pivoted like six times in her business over the course of being an entrepreneur. And it just feels really, really scary because it's a new norm, 
unexplored territory. But we forget sometimes that even though it's the unknown, you get to explore that however you want, you know? And that's really how I got my start in starting my own business again. And I just think that was two years ago. And two years later, who would have thought that the person who gave me the courage to take the leap would be the person I work with to really help me communicate my bigger vision to the world. I love that. I love that. The dots, you know, the dots aligned. Mm -hmm. It all aligned in the end. (laughs) They do. But before we actually officially work together on your site, I also remember that I, well, that you tried to put a website together (laughs) when you were still a copyright. I think it's important to share it as well. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. As a designer, I, I think it's important for people to actually try and DIY like the first site. You know, it's not an investment that you're able to do. And maybe back then, actually, that wasn't an investment that you could commit to. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're if you're new in business, if you're just starting out. But basically, I remember you put together a website and we were traveling to, I think we're where we're going on our honeymoon, we're traveling somewhere, Alex and I. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was on the plane and I basically designed Mickey's website (laughs) (laughs) on the plane. I was like, girl, I'm sorry. I'm (laughs) your best friend. I can't let you have this. I I designed another (laughs) site for you. It was kind of like, it was a one pager website uh, that, uh, that I put together for her. And you had it, you had it for some time. I remember for a couple of months, but then uh, you needed to build something big and that's when you hire well you start working with your brother-in-law yes uh, to build something something bigger or something stronger but so we've we've uh, we've dipped our toes in web design together <laughs> <laughs> yes and I, I didn't know that she dipped my toe for me <laughs> when I so remember that because this DIY website we're talking about is through not bashing it at all because I to be honest I was actually pretty proud of the fact that I put something out there because for me it was um I was always hiding when I didn't have a website oh I can just hide out on social media just talk one-on-one which is fine but I knew that there was something much bigger so I actually DIY'd my website on card.co it's double r so c-a-r-r-d.co and I created you know like a little mini website and I was like so proud to show Gigi I was like Gigi I go and look and then she comes back saying girl I can't let you go out like that I created something. <laughs> and it's funny because we were having this conversation before you put it out. You were saying like, do you think I'm hurting my business if I don't have a website? And my positioning on this is that it's better to have something, even if it's just one page or like just a landing page, than not having an online presence at all. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. I think it's important for you. If you don't have yet the budget, try and DIY something on your own. There are so many platforms out there, so many different templates that you can purchase for relatively cheap, whether in Squarespace, on ShowIt, or even on Wix. Uh, That's probably the easiest to start with. But it's important to build your online presence early. But obviously, as 
as a web designer best friend, I was like, no, I can't. I, I can't let her do this. <laughs> so, I love you for that. Because, but, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I remember telling, um, you know, so many of my, um, you know, I, I've been in so many online courses and, and masterminds and group programs and the things. So when, I, when I've when i been telling my colleagues, they're like, you're so lucky that you have an amazing friend like that. And I'm like, oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm incredibly lucky. And so, yeah, so... I'm really glad that you brought that up because it's important to start from somewhere. You don't have to start from perfect because there is no such thing. There is no platform to hold this idea of perfection that you have for yourself. So you just got to start from somewhere and you got to be okay with things not being perfect because here's the thing, like when um, I was ready to kind of like take it to the next level, like after Gigi's one page, I wanted a full built website. And then my incredibly generous brother-in-law, so shout out to you, Locke, um, he he was like, hey, let, let me build your website because he was working with my cousin and they worked for a website agency in London. And, you know, they they create websites for like the minimum investment is like 15,000 pounds. And so I thought, I was like, whoa, like you're offering to do this for free. Amazing. And so we worked on it for nine months. <laughs> and because, um, because he did this for free, you know, of course I totally respected that he was doing this in his own time and things. So, um, so that's what we did. And I realized, I remember like reaching out to Gigi. I was like, Oh, what do you think of like, you know, this layout and that sort of thing? Because the thing is like with my brother, like he could code anything and everything from scratch but the thing is I did not have the creative direction to guide what he needed to create in a way that could be like all well thought out because like you know buttons are placed in certain places for a reason so are you know the way that text is formatted where pictures are placed there is so much that goes behind it and I didn't know all of that. I only knew what to do as a copywriter so I could write the copy, but not the design that could kind of like bring it all together. So that's when I knew at some point, I've been eyeing up Gigi's work all this time, right? <laughs> for years. And then I thought, girl, we like, I, I really need to hire you at some point. And I remember saying, oh, I think it's going to be like, you know, mid 2020, but I was like, nope, it's got to happen like after the first quarter of 2020. <laughs> and then we started our journey in April and boom, a couple months later with so much love and intention and very hard work, mainly by you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that gone into it has been this beautiful creation that is now makeafang.com. Love your new site. And by the way, 11 people on your site right now. <laughs> just saying. She's <laughs> just keeping an eye on the stats. And uh, uh, yeah, I did not have Google Analytics either until... So, until now <laughs> yeah so that was very bad so I've missed many opportunities over the years <laughs> through these DIY websites um so yeah I think it's time now to that we kind of delve into your process of how it all came to be I mean what would you say is the number one thing people just misconstrue about what it means to rebrand I would love to hear your thoughts on that so I think you talked a little bit about it in your previous episodes that most of my clients don't expect it to be so hard mm. emotionally, mentally, all of the shifts that are happening. A lot of people think, oh, I'm just going to change my colors, my fonts and my logo and poof, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a visual rebrand and that doesn't mean, well, it still means something, but 
not nearly as much as when you actually dive into understanding your purpose, understanding why you're actually doing this. Is it just if it's just to look prettier, then that's one thing. But if it's actually because you have a shift in your vision, mission, you want to actually amplify that, you want to, you know, elevate your visitors' experience and actually grow your business, introduce new services. You can't just, you know, snap your fingers and and <laughs> it just happens. So I think the biggest misconception is actually how much research and how much almost like coaching style work goes mm-hmm. into it. So you talked about how it was actually quite stressful for you <laughs> when we're doing the very I, first I part. Think, I don't think stressful the word. I think it was very eye-opening yeah. and it's because of what you're saying that it went way beyond my expectations on in in every sense of the word because I didn't understand the level of depth that was required in order for all of this to happen because what you guys see on the website now you know that's after like all of this deep diving and self-discovery and being willing to ask yourself the hard questions and to have the answers available for everyone else to see that was actually a lot more um I don't know it's a lot more soul searching than I thought and it was I remember reaching out to you probably in the first after our like first or second session I was like girl is this normal to feel this way um like feeling as if everything's up in the air and then you're like girl this is completely normal because up until now you haven't given yourself the space to actually fully explore these things you actually want to create. And that's why, because it's, it's so new to you. It's new territory. It's scary. It's the unknown, but this is completely normal. And I thought, Oh, think of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the, as you said, the level of death that is required to actually do this is, I think is beyond what, most people saying so one of my current clients actually when she after the, the our initial discovery call before she actually signed me on she was saying that and I'm referring to a client that knows you as well uh, and she came from you and oh, she was saying <laughs> that she needs someone who is going to act as a business coach and that she knows that I offer coaching for for creatives and that she's ready to pay me extra for the coaching and I told her well you really you, you don't need to do that because there's going to be a very high level of coaching and soul searching mm. and depth in our process. And that's why my process is a little bit different as well. We don't just focus on the pretty visual, but we really dig deep because then once, now that you have launched, you actually have, you know where you're going, you know why you do the things you do, you know your purpose and how you can serve your people better as well. And I think that is the gold. Yes, it looks beautiful. It's intentional. It's purpose-driven, but it's especially the change that is within you. Mm-hmm. And I think that is that is invaluable, to be honest. And if I'd li- I'd like to think that this is the way f- you feel, but if you feel a sense of clarity, but also deep excitement about the things that are going to happen now, then that means that my job is well done. Oh, girl, that. It's beyond that. The way the words that are coming to me right now is that you've enabled pure self-expression. Well, I like that. I'm gonna take that. <laughs> yeah, take it. Take it. Put it on your own website. <laughs> 
no you you really have and I love that it's just from multifaceted angles as well it's uh, it's just it's just reached me in places that I couldn't reach with my own hand you know and it's just, um, yeah, starting to well up again uh, <laughs> but yeah that's how I can encapsulate that is that you've truly enabled pure self-expression unapologetically as well and I think that's what it is because there were a couple of times in the process where I thought oh is this like is this okay is this too much is this too little and like I, I kind of I like went into the the need for permission and that's when we actually focused on brand value so I'd love to kind of like dig in a little bit more about how you helped me to find that and we can kind of like call out the three that we came up with oh yeah so before we actually well actually that that was the process before when we first started working together you had to go through a very extensive questionnaire asking you about well some of it were the basics of your like knowing your ideal client I'm saying basics but a lot of people don't actually sit down and do this exercise Mm -hmm. everybody knows that they need to know exactly who your ideal client is and who you're supposed to be talking to but not many people actually dedicate the time Mm -hmm. to to do it for themselves but then we looked at your purpose and we really dug deep to understand who what what is the driving force behind what you do and and why you do it most importantly and the reality is your purpose may shift so yes. that's that's another thing that i think was important a lot of people when they go through these questions they think that there has to be a perfect answer but there there really there isn't a perfect answer this is the way that you feel right now and this is the the purpose that is driving you right now in a year, in two years, well, I think in two, three years, you're going to have to probably make changes on your side anyway. Cause I think that, you know, considering how fast businesses are moving right now as rebrand every two, three years is kind of expected, mm. but, um, but your purpose is going to shift as well because you're going to grow. You're going to uh, expand your your values well your values shouldn't really shift because your mm-hmm. values is your core of who you are uh, as a person and when we talked about what your brand stands for you talked about three values you talked about honesty collaboration and as you said earlier in this episode professionally playful And I think that this is such a great representation of who you are. And obviously it helps me because I know you personally as a friend and we've been friends for years now. So it was easier for me to know, yes, this is exactly what Makey is about. But then I remember when I actually presented you your concept. So we talked about colors and color palettes. And you talked about in your previous episode where you thought that you had to be all professional, black mm-hmm. and white. And that's what you're actually, even the the website that I designed for you, remember, it was yep. black and white. Although yes. I remember that my design, the very original one that I shared with you, had I think green, had, deep had green. green. Yeah. yeah. And then you you asked to change it to black and white. But for this rebrand and you guys are going to see it on Make's well even Make's new podcast cover 
mm-hmm. as well as her Instagram, her website, everything. Is very, very far from black and <laughs> from white. Simply being black and white. And you know what? We're in Zoom now, and I'm looking at your painting in the back, and I'm, I can see the colors are very mm-hmm. similar to the colors we actually have on your website oh, as that, well. <laughs> like I bought this. I bought this painting back in February, and I, yeah. I waited two months for it so I think it actually arrived around the time we started the rebrand mm-hmm. and so if anybody ever jumps on a zoom call with me you'll see this beautiful painting that we're referring to and that in itself like intentionality is like built everywhere because um even though you can't see it I want you to imagine it right so on my right side I have this beautiful painting and it's of a pink sea and it's a because I've I grew up by the seaside, um, not but not actually on the beach, but I grew in the, I grew up in the countryside in in the UK, and my my parents always used to take me and my sister to the beach, and I always used to be so drawn to water, and it's because it creates this sense of calm. And I chose this painting; it's one of a kind. It's pink because I wanted to create that sense of warmth and calm, but also there is a part of us there's no sun there but that you can see the the horizon and it's like this fiery orange and I um I have a friend her name's Tanya Geisler she's actually coming on the podcast soon to talk about imposter complex and she said oh that's your other, that's the other part of your personality you've got the warmth you've got the calm that you create but you also have that fiery edge to you and that is your like your driving force, your determination to really help people. So I'm, I'm kind of like a balance of both. So that's on my right side. And on my left side, I have my adorable little cat lamp <laughs> and I've called him Poddy and he's so cute, so adorable. Um, and that's to bring in the fact that I love cutesy things. So I am, I can be sophisticated, but I can be incredibly, oh, do you all know? Do you want to kind of describe the, what it's like when we go to a board game cafe together? <laughs> Um, you just don't want to do that <laughs> the first time we did it I mean I saw a whole other side of making I was like okay girl so you're competitive a competitive AF I get it <laughs> it's so true <laughs> I mean that's a that's a side of making you probably don't see ever in any other circumstance but I was scared and I don't get easily scared <laughs> yes it's, it is very true so if you want to see all sides of me you gotta really prepare your soul when it comes to seeing me in a game setting because I'm incredibly competitive I swear <laughs> and you you know me I don't swear like almost ever in my in my day-to-day life but for some reason I just like switch on and this is a um a part of my personality which you'll see on the about page as well where I split myself into three team members and they actually basically make up my like all of me and all of what you can expect if you work with me and the number one is like her name is Firestarter and she that name came to me when I was uh, working with a hypnosis coach and that is a side that I don't let out often enough so people think that I'm very soft and I definitely can be and I am that's a part of me but Firestarter is the person who like takes no BS you know someone who like really stands up for her values and there's a reason why her quote-unquote position in the company is the chief in command because she is the one who like 
make sure that the ship is running (laughs) nice and tightly and like how you know if you're going to do things properly do it right the first time and I think it's just really important to kind of like just understand that you that this whole rebranding process can really bring out parts of your personality that you probably suppressed out of fear of being perceived as unprofessional Mm, yeah I think I think we need to talk about that as well actually yeah because I think that's personal the fire started personality that you have on your about page I think that visually this is what you were trying to to show on your previous site is to be that mm. you know, professional that I almost think it's like a mold because mm. everyone is is like that I got to be like that as well I don't want yes. people to perceive me as unprofessional because of my um, gender because of my age because of this 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 and that oh, yeah. and we talked about it as well right mm-hmm. and I remember when I presented you the concept I knew exactly kind of like the colors that I wanted for you that's actually the cause we're using now but I had this vision from the beginning but I knew the reservations that you had towards this mm-hmm. and I remember when I showed you the color palettes I remember the sentence so perfectly I told you this is going to be colorful. <laughs> I had to tell you this in advance. And I don't usually do this with clients because I'm usually very confident. This is exactly what we need. This is exactly how we're gonna, we, we want to represent your brand. But because I know you personally and I know also well, your personality and the reservations because we had very deep talks about it. I was afraid of your reaction. Are you going to think it's too colorful or not? And I told Megay, I was like, Megay, prepare yourself. This is going to be colorful. There is some black, but it's going to be colorful and, and, and female. And that's another thing, right? We wanted to, that we talked about of ensuring that you're not seen as a female only mm-hmm. brand because you do have a lot of male podcasts on your, uh, on the Quiet Rebels podcast. Uh, a lot of male guests Guests. on the (laughs) podcast and then when I showed you the colors you're like oh oh that's okay that's too colorful I like it oh that's fine then (laughs) why was I I worried (laughs) yeah I thought it's gonna be like like hot pink or something and I that is not me I am very much about like really like subdued is not the word what is the word I'm looking for like very like pastel kind of pink Mm -hmm. is like really gentle and warming and I oh I think we need to talk about the fact that you know the Pinterest deep dive can we talk about that yes we can (laughs) so um when it come when it came to the visual brainstorm before Gigi actually created the 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 first concept where she showed the font and the color palette and all the things um, you know, she gave me permission to go down the rabbit hole on Pinterest about the kinds of shapes and textures and colors that I was really drawn to. And of all the millions, millions of images on Pinterest, how was it that we managed to find the exact same image that is pretty much the forefront of the design that we have for like the website today? Yeah. That, that's crazy. But I think it's also because when you do your homework of actually understanding your client and um, going through this discovery process with them, this deep dive, then ideally your visions should align. You should know exactly who your client is and they should get clarity on it as well. So what usually happens is that, yes, I give clients the uh, okay, one of their homeworks is to put together a mood board on Pinterest, but then in the background, I put my own 
board for them. And, and then I look for things that align because sometimes uh, obviously I have a vision, but maybe the client actually really, for some reason, dislikes serif fonts and I have a board filled <laughs> with serif fonts. And <laughs> then I'm like, oops, okay, we're going to change that. But that's important, right? Mm-hmm. So when I saw your board, I was like, hold on, I have that. That was the first image I actually pinned on my <gasps> board. And when I saw that, I knew that whatever we're going to create is going to be perfectly aligned because we, we're in sync. And that's really important because you gave me a lot of creative direction in actually designing your site. Did I? And <laughs> yes, did you, I? You, yeah, you did. I mean, all of the little uh, additional illustrations and mm. all the, even on your about page, the little this or that game, mm. like that was something that you didn't tell me that this is something you wanted, but I knew that this is something you're going to enjoy and you're, <laughs> you're going to love <laughs> So despite the fact that you gave me the copy that you created with Zafira, in terms of the creative direction around that, you gave me complete freedom there. Mm. Yeah, I had to because when you have freedom, then anything is possible. And I just want to, (laughs) this is a very defining moment during this brainstorm. And I think it just perfectly describes, you know, the whole idea of quiet rebellions. Do you remember when I said, oh, yeah, do you, I discovered that I really don't like geometric patterns. And then <laughs> you're like, okay, how come? And I was like, I think it's because it's so uniform. It's, it's almost like creates that sense of conformity. And that just goes against everything I believe in. You know, I believe in, you know, uniqueness and rebellions. And and then I just, I remember like, just t- like take, putting my stake in the ground and saying, no line can contain me. <laughs> and I, yeah, and that's exactly what I want my clients and the students to feel that they don't have to ever contain themselves. So other people can influence them to think that that is the case, but we all have free will. Hmm. And I want yeah. this website to be a representation of this, like, enabling of this free will and self-expression so yeah and it's so interesting because for for that specific thing I remember we talked about it when I shared with you the speech bubbles that we created Mm -hmm. and the speech bubbles they have a black contour but then the filling like the color within is actually a little bit misaligned with the contour so it actually like it is not within the same lines and just those all of those little details maybe not everybody will know exactly that this is what stands for but you know and when you look at the whole picture when you look at your values what you stand for what you want your clients to achieve it all connects perfectly together I just have to say it's probably by up until now it's my favorite website that I've ever done so I put my heart and soul into it (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. And I'm so thrilled to have (laughs) been able to kind of like have this incredible experience with you. I think it's just been an absolute game changer, just working with you both as a professional and as, again, like as the best friend. I know not everybody has that luxury and that's why in the previous episode, and actually one of the very first episodes of this podcast was all about, do you discount for family and friends? And I made it very clear when like I proposed this work to you saying that, oh, 
girl, if you think I'm a good client for you, then I'd love to have a discussion. And I just want to put it out there right now. I will pay you every every dollar, every pound, penny, whatever you want to, whichever currency we're talking in, I will pay every everything that you want to price this project as because I, I want to support you as a fellow professional and you deserve to get paid, you know, what, you know, what your project's worth. So I think that was really important for us to kind of like set that bar so that we had that, so we can have this collaborative dance between when we work together as friends versus when we work together as, you know, a client and service provider. So yeah, I just think that was really important as well for the, for the experience of our work together. I agree. And honestly, I, I really appreciate it. And I think it is very important because I, I'm not always keen to work with family and friends simply because I understand that there may be conflicts or just abuse of, of friendship power mm-hmm. <laughs> that may come in, in the way. But I know that our friendship is special and we're both business owners and we understand how much work we put into our own work and that we value each other as well. Uh, So I had no doubt that this is going to work out. And even when we had our Zoom calls, we had business mode. And then we're like, okay, can we switch to friend mode now? Yes. All right, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I love that. It's literally like, um, was it, um, well, technically it's not a stage, but when you're on a stage, for example, and like you talk about a certain scenario or a certain state of being and you literally step into the next part. I literally remember like I do this on the video um, where like my face is on one side of the camera and I literally do this like little, this little like uh, a snake movement, I suppose, into the next part. And that, that showcases a transition from, you know, the professional state versus the personal state. <laughs> And I just remember doing that so many times, like, okay, friend mode now. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, but it was was a beautiful collaboration. And I also love the fact that it gave you an insight, I think, also of how much work goes into that. Not just the, not, again, not the, just the visual side and actually not even the um, mental deep dives but actually especially closer to the end of our project you were quite surprised of how much technical mm-hmm. <laughs> work goes into it the, the type of stuff that we don't actually well usually clients don't really see that and I even mentioned it to you you only know about all of this because you're a friend of mine actually <laughs> and you get to know all of these little details where uh, you know, it was past midnight and I was resizing all of Maggie's pictures for her yeah. podcast interviews. <laughs> yeah. And she, she does like I think meta tagging as well, where um, when you upload these pictures, um, this is for SEO that you actually tag them with the relevant keywords so that it gives, you know, people who are searching on Google or any other search engine to like find me because of these terms that you tagged inside these photos. So I did, I had no idea. And the thing is that I remember when I used to have a YouTube channel, I do remember doing, you know, meta tagging, you know, for every video, every image. So I, it just didn't cross my mind to do that. Um, and I didn't know that she was resizing all the, bless her heart, uh, resizing them all and tagging them all and talking about Facebook pixels like over the weekend before the launch and um, Hotjar, which is a 
website? Would you say it's a website or software? It's a website, but you basically install a little piece of code on your site and it will create heat maps, which basically will allow you to see how are people behaving on your mm-hmm. site. It's a little freaky when you think about it. <laughs> yeah. You can just eye on people. You don't get their like personal information or anything like this, but it will also create recordings of people actually going on your site, which means that you can, when somebody lands on your site, you can actually watch a recording of where they move their mouse, what are they trying to click? And this is actually super powerful to understand, oh, maybe I placed this button in a weird place and nobody understands that it's a button and nobody's clicking on it. Or maybe people are clicking on something that they think it's a button, but it isn't. And obviously you can then go and increase your visitor experience. But anyway, getting technical and geeky mm, here, but it's yeah, an awesome but you're, you're tool. Yeah, you're grinning. <laughs> so I'm going to let you go off on this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's an awesome tool. You can um, you can try it out for free. I have the free version uh, and it's just hotjar.com, non-sponsored. <laughs> so go and test it out. Yes, it's so. Oh, what other techie things did we not think of? Um, so Facebook, Facebook Pixel was one of them. Hotjar, re- Google Analytics. Yes, finally. <laughs> I feel so ashamed. <laughs> I haven't done this. <laughs> and the thing is, guys, again, like Google Analytics, and there is also um, Google Search Console, which I am, you know, connected for you as well. And Google Search Console, you Thank can you. actually see. <laughs> <laughs> what people are searching for to land on your website on Google. And these are things that you get with Google for free. So if you don't have that on your site, you're kind get of it. missing out. <laughs> so just get, get it. it. <laughs> just Google, uh, you know, Google search, uh, search console or Google Analytics and just install it. It really doesn't take a lot of time. And you get some really cool insightful data, like what pages are people, people visiting. And then you can go and make really cool changes on your site as well. For example, I recently realized that I have a trending blog post that is driving me like bringing me a lot, a lot of traffic, which is on um, the Instagram landing page. Mm, and Which you also created for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's, I couldn't understand like why, well, why are people getting so excited about this? Why is this blog post bringing so many people on my site? And I'm actually basically on the very first page of Google when somebody searches for Instagram landing page, which is Ooh. something that a lot of people are actually searching for. But then my mistake was that I wasn't actually doing anything with this blog post. So first of all, I need to update it and actually provide new information because I wrote it over a year ago and things have definitely changed. But also I can provide a freebie on that page for people to download and so that I can convert people Mm-hmm. Um, on to my email list. So things like that, you only will get insights once you actually install these tools. And that's, again, they're free. So go and get it. <laughs> yes. All right. Noted. Noted. And uh, I had I had to hire Gigi to actually finally get my Google Analytics. So you know, <laughs> if you need that motivation. <laughs> but you don't need to hire Gigi to install that. I'm just that you can. <laughs> <laughs> but you can. <laughs> Yeah. And oh my God. And there's even secret pages that people don't even realize as well. Um, actually, I, I want to, while we're on the topic of, um, you know, conversions and, you know, lead magnets and that sort of thing, I just want to say that you've made it so straightforward and easy 
to actually integrate so many different places on the site, you know, for this lead magnet to be um, downloaded. And even at the end of our treasure hunt, for example, there is a special download that you can only get if you complete the hunt. And it's just like, there are so many things that I just, so many opportunities I was leaving on the table and I just didn't realize until we went through this process as well. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I mean, that's, I think the difference between DIYing your site and working with a designer, you can't DIY something and it's going to work for you. Probably the first year of you being in business is going to really serve you well. But eventually, if you want to grow and if you want to attract more people, then you should invest in that because that's an investment that is actually going to bring you a return uh, on your on your money. So I love that we created a lot of these interactive experiences for your visitors starting with the egg hunt which is awesome guys and you should go and Mm -hmm. check it out you can start the egg hunt on the homepage. but then also as you mentioned even well the about page for the this or that which is a really cool game that you should guys also check out on the about (laughs) page (laughs) basically it allows you to get to know make it a little bit better and whether she prefers you know, coffee or tea, if she's more of a city tour, countryside hike kind of gal. But then also all of the little things that make your life easier. So for example, we connected your podcast in a way that you can upload your podcast show notes once, and it's going to automatically update the episodes on your homepage, on your podcast page, and you don't have to go and manually do that. Now, you don't know about it yet because we just launched your site and we haven't. Yeah, I, was like, I was like, what? Yet. I can do that? Are you kidding? That's awesome. <laughs> the surprises just keep on coming. <laughs> but now you do. Now you know. <laughs> oh, and I think this is something that we talked about in the green room. So please correct me if I'm wrong. But when it came to the aircon, um, that was just that was just something that I was really, really beyond excited with. And for some reason this morning, when I was making my cup of insect caffeine beverage that you think I prefer, uh, <laughs> I realized that the egg hunt is also representative of people who are actually, you know, the people I dream of working with because egg hunts are obviously very professionally playful, right? And each of those eggs, they have a clue that is about me. So it's kind of like you care about the person you work with. And also if you have the patience to do the whole egg hunt, then that just reflects on the kind of amazing person you could be, um, you know, that if we have a chance to connect. So I realized that, oh yeah, my the people who complete my egg hunt, they're professionally playful. They're you know, they, they are patient and they care about the small details. And those are the exact kind of people that I love working with. Because for example, when it comes to visibility work, whether it is through podcast guesting or doing some deep messaging work, which is like where, which is like, you know, how I serve people right now. And I realized that, oh yeah, I need people like that who are willing to do that deep dive and to really to be willing to be patient with the process and and also have fun while doing it. I think it's really important to integrate that as well. So it's just kind of my brand values I didn't realize were actually reflected back through this, this hunt as well. Yeah. And again, it's just one of those additional little details that binds everything so well together to really create this cohesive experience. And cohesiveness is important. Mm-hmm. If the way that you show up online is different from the way people perceive you on your site. For example, you're suddenly a 
disconnect, disconnect. Yeah. a complete disconnect between your audience because they form expectations. So when you're when you're on in your stories and the the kind of posts that you create on social media, people have assumptions of oh. I, I create a picture of this person of what it would be like to work with her. So if they go on your site, then there's suddenly a disconnect. And I think with your previous site, there was a little bit of that because you mm. have this bubbly, cutesy experience of personality. <laughs> but then when you go on your site, it's all like, fire your starter, <laughs> black yes, and white. I'm here to, white. to be super professional. And there was this little disconnect. Whereas mm. now we created this cohesive experience and I think the launch strategy as well, that for the last five days, mm-hmm. you've been posting twice a day, sharing your story with people. <laughs> and it was a really awesome transition of introducing people to, hey, this is, I don't want to say this is the new you, this is my new brand. This is actually who you are, but you're kind of finally coming out of this shell and showing yourself unapologetic. I can't pronounce this word unapologetically. There yes, we go. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, the real raw you. And I think it's exactly what we wanted to do with this rebrand. I couldn't agree more. And I can just, I felt the shift as I was. And the thing is, everything is so interconnected because my core message is about, you know, showing up and, you know, showing up sustainably is where I'm really moving towards because it's kind of like just understanding yourself and your own capacity, your own bandwidth, not your limitations. It's not to be like confused with that, but just to really like honor and hone in on who you are and showing up that way. And it's not the same for everyone. And I think, you know, with all my work with podcast guesting and like doing that deep messaging work and like being able to speak to an audience aligned with you is all about this. So I just, again, it's like boom, 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 like so many light bulb (laughs) moments happening um, of how it actually all connected unknowingly up until now. (laughs) Beautiful. (sighs) So I feel like we, I'm just, I'm just fueled and filled with even overflowing with absolute joy and gratefulness to know you and just to have been able to work with you and knowing that rebranding is something that is that every two to three years obviously you will be the person <laughs> I will ask if it's something that you still do um, because I know that your direction is changing and I just want to like take a moment to celebrate you as well so just yeah, could you kind of like share with us a little bit? This is normally the kind of question I ask first when I have a guest, but I know <laughs> who this are is, you, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, who who are you, by the way? I mean, like, can you just kind of share? Obviously, we know your process, but now we like. I'd love for like my listeners, like, if they really resonate with you, which I, if they got to this point in the interview, then I know that they do. <laughs> so, could you share with us like who you are, what you do? why you do what you do and what are your next steps with One Six Creative? Thank you. So guys, if you are still here, I want to say thank you because this is this is a long interview, but it's filled with amazing stuff. So I hope you're enjoying this very, just very raw conversation as well. I, To be honest, these are my favorite kind of episodes and interviews mm. where you can just talk. There is no script. You just go with the flow. But 
a little bit about myself. I wasn't actually prepared for the, for these questions. <laughs> Obviously, you probably understand that by now I am a brand and web designer. <laughs> a conversion-led brand. A conversion, yes, a conversion-led brand and web designer. And that's because my approach, as you have seen, is very different. I do focus a lot on the strategy aspect, but most importantly on kind of the neuro strategy aspect. So my background is in neuromarketing, which is something I'm very geeky about. It's basically how your brain reacts under marketing influences. And it's really, it's a really cool topic. And if you're into understanding how the brain works, I really suggest you to read a little bit more about it as well. I mean, the things like why there are no windows in casinos, and that's just because they don't want you to know what time of day there it is. So they take out all of the windows <gasps> and you don't even realize that, but it's there. <laughs> oh my God. Oh wow, mind blown. <laughs> yeah. Or for example, the fact why vegetables and fruits are at the front of each grocery store. And that's because it will, if you put fresh fruits and vegetables in your basket, when you start shopping, you're much more eager to then go and buy something nasty, something not so healthy, because your brain is like, oh, but I, I have fresh, you know, veggies and fruits. So it's okay if I get this pizza. And <sighs> unconsciously, you're actually increasing the value of your basket because um, you're adding things that you don't even need simply because you have a craving for something not so healthy. So this is really awesome stuff. <laughs> whoa, this is, whoa, I mean, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and, uh, and I get very obsessed on this topic and I actually use it when we then create your your new brand. So all of these little things that we have created on Make a site, for example, the little different interactive experiences, as you have seen, there is a purpose for each and every one of them. You may not know exactly why you're doing this. You may not know exactly why you're actually going through this egg hunt and how did I get into this in the first place, chasing <laughs> those eggs. <laughs> but those who will reach the end these are the people that making those are, you know, really the type of people that she could potentially work with because you take all of the points, all of these values that she, she wants to see in her clients as well. So you don't know that, but you know, now you do. <laughs> now you do. <laughs> you like, have gave a, away the farm. <laughs> yeah. Please do still take the account. This is still a lot of fun. <laughs> it is. It is very cute. Um, but that's uh, that's how, yeah, that's what I do in my process. I combine all of these awesome little conversion tricks with my design process. And I work with people who are just like Nike, incredibly purpose-driven. They want to serve the world. They want to serve people. They want to make this a better place through the value that they bring so that their people can then share their value. And suddenly the work the world becomes a little bit better with each client that I get to serve because I know that they have an incredible mission and they will do good. And that's what I want. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's true that this year, my, um, my direction, I don't, I don't want to say that it shifted. It just diversified a little bit. I don't like the word pivot. It's not. It's yeah. Not that's why I've been using word. the word shift. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I started serving other designers 
who who want to grow their business and actually do good through creativity just like I am and recently launched and finished my very first course which was very exhausting but also very exciting (laughs) and also it was impromptu it was like almost by accident like I know you've been sitting on a course because you know I I actually remember like we've been talking about this for quite some time and then suddenly it was after the summit you were featured on that you had so much momentum from the attendees and then you and then you like oh actually how about I can you know I can continue this momentum and serve them through this challenge that you did for them and you have to talk about the like how how big your launch wound up being because <laughs> I can see the 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 huge block of post-it notes right now like you guys can't see it but you but I can see it and I remember like, every day you are adding like so many new names to the people who you were serving so could you just kind of just like round that that off for us <laughs> <laughs> kind of like you know well I don't I don't like like what's the expression shining delight on myself or something like that. That's exactly why I'm doing it. That's my my work that I help people do. (laughs) But it's true. It was called, I mean, I I want to put air quotes. It was kind of an accidental launch. And I talked about it on my own podcast. If you really want to know the detailed story on the Create, Connect, Convert podcast, it's a three-part series. You can learn all of the little ins and outs. But after a summit that was featured on the Simply Profitable Designer Summit, I suddenly had hundreds of people reach out to me, jump on my email list. And my mistake was that because it was my first experience being on such a big summit, it was a multi-thousand summit with very targeted niche as well, it was just designers. I didn't prepare for like what's going to happen after the summit. I was <laughs> so excited about this opportunity. I had a killer presentation. I talked about how to use Asana to manage your projects and streamline your business. And suddenly I had all these designers that were like, oh, I loved your talks. I want like, where can I learn more? And I was sitting there and I remember making, I had a mastermind call where like, should I like what should I do should I do like a five-day challenge and it was like yeah you should do that (laughs) and I launched a Facebook a Facebook group in a free challenge and it was day four or day three actually again making and I were talking and it's like wow the challenge is going super well I got nearly 300 people over sorry over 200 people signed up and I was telling Mickey it's going so well maybe I should like what do you think I should do maybe I should launch a course. <laughs> and and Nikki told me, well, well, yeah, you should test your course idea because I've been sitting on a course idea for over six months and I never had the guts to actually go and do it or I didn't have the time. And don't get me wrong, I still didn't have the time to actually, <laughs> <She really didn't. laughs> to actually run a course. And I was telling Nikki, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it you know, take it for a spin. I'm going to launch a beta. I'm going to go for 10 students. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like, I remember that. Really? Like 10 students? Like you can go higher than that. Yes. I remember saying that. Okay. I'll do 15. <laughs> 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 really big jump there. Yeah. And I reached 15 within 48 hours after announcing the course. And I closed the doors, I closed the doors to the course with 73 students, which was incredible. Um, I, I still, to be honest, don't understand how I did it simply because it was very, it was 
physically very hard. Uh, it was my first course. It was launched in 48 hours. <laughs> I didn't, I had to learn the new tech, the new system. And also, especially when it comes to actually managing people's money, it's a lot of money. And I think that was for me, the scariest part, ensuring that, you know, actually everything is set up correctly. The payments are coming through, they get the confirmation emails and all of that. And, and then running this course and ensuring that they get as much value as possible. And everything, all the course content was created from scratch every single weekend, because during the week I actually had to work for my clients, mm-hmm. <laughs> including Nike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because, uh, yeah, I think we started working when I actually launched yeah. the course. I so I'm very proud of myself that we still launched your site right on schedule <laughs> yes we did. and I have to say that I'm not sure if you're gonna keep the same name but in this beta that she launched it has the word powerhouse in it and my good golly gosh <laughs> Gigi, you are an absolute powerhouse because guys she did this all on her own <laughs> she housed a Facebook challenge with over 200 people. She has a, you know, safe incubator group program for um, over 70 people. She still had clients, myself included. So it's just, it just blows my mind how organized and incredible this amazing human is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what my course is about, streamlining your system so you Mm can be a powerhouse as well. (laughs) (laughs) But in reality, it's because I wanted to ensure that I don't invest crazy amounts of money into this first launch. Mm -hmm. I invested, I did one stupid investment that I think I spent $600. And if you listen to the three-part series, you'll know what I'm talking about. But that's all I invested. I, well, I ran $60 ads and that was a fail. So that was kind of like a stupid investment as well. But now that I know that this is working and all my students said that I can charge three times the price for it, now I invest and I'm investing a lot in my next launch. Mm -hmm. I'm getting Zafira actually, shout out to her. Oh yeah. She's going to be my copywriter for the sales page. I uh, worked, uh, you know, with a launch strategist, with a business strategist. So now that I'm confident, I can actually go and create something even greater, but also have a support team that will help me through the launch because I am not doing this by myself ever again. Oh, never, <laughs> never again. But it's incredible the fact that you did. And it's, I'm lost for words, which is very uncommon. <laughs> Considering how yes, yes, and so I just want to say how incredible you are. You really are, and you, your superpower is helping people to see everything that they can't see, and ironically, so is mine. And I just want to reflect this back to you that in so many ways, your work enables people to be their true selves. And that's evident through your one-on-one client work and your your course or group program, whichever format you want to call it. And so I just want you to know, girl, that you are a true powerhouse, a true beautiful human. And we are so much more 
better off with you in our lives. So I invite all of my listeners who have gotten to this point in our interview today or our chat. I don't think it's called interview, <laughs> but just our conversation today, please go and connect with Gigi. And I highly recommend, because she does get booked out actually, because especially with all of the things that she's doing. Like if you do feel called to do this deep dive work in yourself, I highly recommend that you connect with her. And I hope that a good handful of you get to work with her because it is a true privilege to do so. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And I would love to chat with you guys and just connect on on Instagram. You will see a lot of me there. That's where I hang yes. out most of the time. <laughs> uh, and thank you so much for, for listening up until this point. I really mm. appreciate it. Thank you for, I think it's almost like eavesdropping on a very personal it um, is personal conversation which I actually love this format mm, me too I'm just thinking damn I have so many episodes recorded until like October November and I feel like I need to go back to those people like hey can we jump on another call <laughs> I might have to redo some of these interviews and I, it's just been an absolute blessing to have you here with 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 us today Gigi and I'll put all the links in the show notes to find you for your own website and to, of course, connect with you on Instagram because that is where you show up the most. But I'm just incredibly blessed that you are here with us today. This is the second time you're on the podcast. Definitely not the last because there are future collaborations that we and have. Future put, milestones. Yeah, future milestones. <laughs> and I just want to, I'm just putting it out there for the universe that Gigi and I, we have our own project that's been sitting behind the scenes for a good year now. And it may come out in 2021, 2022, but we always knew that there would be a deeper collaboration that we'd want to create. And let's just say it involves an in-person retreat. Yes. <laughs> oh, I, I get Ooh, I get shivers I just thinking about it. It's yes. definitely happening. And universe, just watch out. It's coming. Yes. We're going to rumble this earth <laughs> if only you could knew the name of our project it yes. would make sense but for now it's just going to be an inside joke <laughs> yes it is it is <laughs> okay Gigi thank you so much for gracing our earbuds including mine <laughs> thank you for having me I really really love and I can't wait to come back when you hit your next milestone I'm going to be here whether it's on the podcast or just you know in our WhatsApp chats in real life soon when we can finally <laughs> get to see each other. Thank you so much for having me. And once again, congratulations on your launch. Thank you so much. And so my lovely, there we have it. So everything that we mentioned in today's interview will be popped into the show notes. So be sure to head for that link. And if you haven't done so already, I would so love it if you could subscribe to this podcast because that way you don't miss a single episode and another conscious conversation. And of course, if you feel cool too, I would so appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review because that really helps other quiet ripples find us. Oh my goodness. Okay, another great episode. And so I will be back same place, same time next week for another episode of the Choir Rebels podcast. So until then, my lovely, do take care and bye for now.